Hey there, everyone. From beautiful Fort Collins, Colorado, halfway between Cheyenne and Denver, and 5,003 feet above sea level, I'm Jeff Haber, and you're listening to No Bed of Roses. No Bed of Roses is brought to you by Conexus. Maybe your company is creating video content or you're a brand looking for that coveted direct connection with viewers. Maybe you're an established YouTube creator or you're just starting out. Conexus Interactive Web Video Solutions enables viewers while watching your videos to simply tap on the items they're interested in, directly connecting them to the merchant's shopping cart to easily purchase those items. This all happens without ever leaving the video experience and without ever leaving the site where they started watching the video in the first place. Connexus shoppable video content works using any browser on any device. No download, no plugin, nothing to install. Interactive video like you've always wanted it. Find out more at connexus.com. That's K-E-N-X-U-S dot com. Welcome back, everyone. The joy of travel is something many of us have missed over this last year of the pandemic. The new experiences, the chance encounters, friendships that come from what is seemingly a completely random meeting in the waiting area of an airport. Kevin Hall is back with us to talk about what can happen when we hit the road, get out of our comfort zones a bit, and open ourselves up to talk with strangers. Here's Kevin. Well, less than 10% of Americans have passports. And I think you and I learned, I Googled it quickly and it's something like 42% now, I think we said, Kevin, something like that. But that is recent as um, the mid nineties, it was in fact below 10%. And so that it has increased dramatically over the last three decades or so. We're still less than half the population that have traveled outside the country. Yeah. What do you think is up with that? I mean, I, I, I have my theories, but what, what, do you, what do you think is the deal? Because, I mean, other, other places, people travel a lot and it's normal. I think that's a good question. I think that from my European friends that come to the States, if we just think about Europe for a second, and, and yeah. we could talk, there's lots of places on the planet, but I'll just talk about Europe for one second and say that in Europe, we, you and I can hop in a car and in two hours, we're in another country in l- yeah. l- less time right? Yeah. It's, it's so small. It's so interconnected. And the, and yet look, look at the, with Brexit, there's just like, Hey, you know what? You're close, but you're too close. Get the hell out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, st- we still sort of devolve to that. But why, when my European friends would come to the States, it was just so vast. It was so big and they could drive yeah. for days and they're still in the same country. Very different experience for them. I think part of it is for Americans that they feel that country is so vast, so big, that sounds in a way kind of naive as the words leave my lips as if people are traveling around the country. They're in fact not necessarily traveling around the country. They're staying in their area, their comfort zone, their sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. I think that it is a portion of just fear of the unknown. I 
sure. world is flat. And if I find out that it's round, I've got a big problem. So <laughs> I want to get out there. I yeah. think that economics, Kevin, for many people, Absolutely. that's yeah. changed. Now that's changed too a, a bit. I think that's safety and that's legit. You shared with, uh, and and we haven't aired this yet, but, you, but you've shared your story in, in Thailand. And, and that, I think that you getting out of your comfort zone and going to strange places that, that, that can be scary. And, it, right. and there, there is risk. What, what, you know, what's the statistic though? Most accidents happen within a quarter mile of your yeah, home, like right? Within, so, yeah, exactly. Like your house. Uh-huh. So I, I think that's very, that's probably very top level. What do, what do you think about it? What do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think, you know, the United States is such a big, vast land mass that, that that's probably part of it and bordered on both sides by gigantic oceans we can tend to be somewhat isolated and then isolated within our own communities. I think to your point also, economics plays a, a factor in having the, the wherewithal or the resources to travel. There's there's a saying that I like, it's not a question of, of resources, it's a question of resourcefulness. When we have a desire to do something, the universe aligns to help us achieve those things that, that we want to accomplish. I like that. I think it has somewhat of a, an environmental impact or, you know, we've, or influence because I, I, I can sort of trace it back. And I think this, this may have been part of my interest and hunger to, to travel as much as possible. But my Uncle Scott, who, who lives mostly in Asia now. He lives between Hong Kong and Thailand. As long as I can remember, since I'm a little teeny kid, you know, it was fascinating to me to hear his stories of, you know, sleeping on a, a slide at a kid's park in, in Japan when he got off the plane because he didn't make it to the hotel in time, so he had to sleep, you know. And so just like all of these experiences that he had felt so rich and textured and, you know, so much variety and spontaneity and lively and, and the fact that he speaks multiple languages, I was always fascinated by. So I think I had, I think I was fortunate to have inspiration of people that I liked and cared about and loved and, and were doing things that inspired me. And I wanted to experience those things too. How much was he in your life as a kid? Because he, it sounds like he was traveling overseas mostly. Right after college. So he's a, he's a mechanical engineer and, you know, he had traveled a lot, you know, by the time he was graduating from college, I think he spoke several languages and had already traveled quite a bit. Grew up but where, think, where did he grow up, Kev? Uh, Northern California, so okay. San Rafael, Berkeley, went to Berkeley, had an opportunity in, in Hong Kong. So I remember New Year's 1980, I remember we had a party for Scott when he was you know, heading off to, to Hong Kong and he's going to be living in Hong Kong for a while and basically has set up operations in Asia and has lived all over the world and has, uh, he's, he's a very cool cat. I mean, he, he writes and he does, you know, all of these sort of consulting engineering jobs all over Asia. And, and he's a great storyteller, very inspiring, very adventurous. And so, I mean, you, you spin the globe with your eyes closed and put your finger somewhere. I mean, he's been there and he has, you know, a feet on the ground story about, you know, getting malaria while riding the train across, you know, Russia or whatever. And it's like, just to me, it's always been a very inspiring, energizing experience hanging out with him, hearing of his stories, and then, you know, taking his pointers and his tips and, you know, grabbing a plane ticket somewhere and going for it. This is great. And as you just said earlier, you had somebody who was modeling that behavior, who is an inspiration, who is intriguing, who is exciting yeah. in your in your life. So that's going to be one of the qualifiers, right, for people who don't have a relative like that. 
they're going to have to find that inspiration somewhere else. But you have somebody who's a blood relative who's 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 coming back, having traveled the Spice Road, and saying, right. "Look, <laughs> look at these riches." Yes, absolutely. Right? I mean, it's one hundred percent that, and yeah. it's uh, you know, like the East India Trading Company. It's like, oh, really? Wow, you know, and we formed the first corporation, and so there's a lot of the connectivity. I mean, I've, I remember learning about different different leaders in different parts of the world or learning little phrases in in Cantonese or you know in in context those things sticking in my mind and in my consciousness and then being able to use those again in the future when I'm you know traveling or or meeting somebody that speaks a different language and I can say like like or you know like, you know something in in Cantonese and they, what did you, what did you just up. say I said some, I think I'm saying it's nice to meet you I think. Um, I think you ordered the roasted red tractor red for tra- an appetizer. <laughs> I think that's what and, I heard. And, and yeah, yeah, that's you're you're probably right. I'm just going back to you had a relative t- who was clearly excited, shared this this love of travel and seeking out a little bit of the unknown and adventure with you, right? Yeah, so 100%. May, maybe one of the one of the big motivators, driving forces for you to also travel. I think so. Yeah, I mean that, that was a big part of it early on. I feel like I'm certainly extroverted and 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 I'm curious and draw energy. I think a lot from others where where sometimes it's it can be for for some people um, being in groups or being in crowds. I know that it can be draining. It can be energy depleting to be around others and to to put yourself in environments like that. And it takes a period of time to recover. Comparatively, for me, I tend to find energy or have my batteries recharged when I'm around other people and and other environments or where I'm making making people laugh or having a cool, lively conversation with somebody. I think that's just very energizing. And so, let, let, let me interject uh, with what my, my Uncle Jay, who also is a mechanical engineer, would call, right? yeah, would call a woo-woo moment. Hold on. We'll do Kevin's thing. Here, here's a woo-woo moment right here. Okay. Because oh. I'm going to say astrologically, Kevin, as a Sagittarian, you are just following your birthright. You are mm. the traveler the truth seeker that's inherent in you. So, uh, and, and we can come right back out. We're back out of that woo woo moment. And that's it. That's we're back. <laughs> and we're back, back. to what? <laughs> okay. There it is. Yeah. I think, and I think another part of it too, is once you have primed the pump and paved the way, then, then you're not getting out. It's like the mafia. You're it's you're, you're in it. And, and, and uh, that itch is like, never getting scratched completely it's going to always be there and you're always wanting to see the next thing over the next hill or the next you know the next experience i mean i remember our i think it was so when we lived in la so the first couple of trips that Kristen and i took together traveling to europe Kristen lee now your wife at the time you were dating but also was a natural traveler kevin or yeah, loved yep. it. I mean, we yeah. were great and are great traveling partners and always are thinking about the next trip. Where should we go next and where do we want to go? And now with the kids, they're into it. And, you know, they're they're very organized and methodical and they break out the maps and, and start plotting and planning and looking at tickets and hotels and, you know, all of the logistics. And so they, they're a big part of it now, too. They're like, let's go. Your uncle lit a fire. It went to you. You found a partner who also into it. Now the family. You know, this is one of the ways that it organically happens, that love yeah. for travel. And there are 
uh, five more passports that we just sold. How many we got? We got, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah something, something like that. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, the, the friendships that you make that are lifelong, that are unplanned and spontaneous. I mean, like meeting our friend Sebastian at a, at a layover in Chicago and Sebastian is an exchange student from France on a soccer scholarship in, in a college in South Dakota and rapid city. And so we meet him, we start chit chatting in the airport because we're waiting for our connecting flight. Great. You know, au revoir as we land at De Gaulle and, uh, you know, think, you know, it was good chatting with you. Here's weird cosmic connectivity, right? So we say goodbye at the airport in Paris. You're traveling from where you went from where to Paris, where, where was you, where did you start? So we started in the U.S. We connected through, you know, from L.A. to Chicago, from Chicago to, to Paris. So you meet and, Sebastian in O'Hare? Uh, yes. Yeah, we were at O'Hare in Chicago. Okay. And we just started chatting. We were just talking because we were sitting next to each other in the in the lounge as we were getting on our connecting flight. Had a really nice conversation. Really sweet guy. Just sweetheart. You know, young kid at the time in college, and we're talking about soccer and talking about where he's from in France. And are we calling him Sabi at this point? Sabo. Sabo. Okay. We say goodbye in Paris, and we had spent, I think, probably two weeks in France during that trip. And so, if you look at a map of France and see where Paris is, and then you see the southern coast of France in the Mediterranean, and you see where Nice is, Marseille, and you have Cannes, where the Cannes Film Festival is, and then a little farther up the coast. To the northeast is Nice. A week later, so we had we had hung out in Paris for a while, rented a car, driven the entire. Are you with the kids, Kevin, or is this pre kids? Pre pre kids. Pre kids. Okay. Driven the entire coast or the entire length of the country of France to the from Paris to the southern coast, and we're exploring, you know, and we're in Marseille and Antibes, and, and and we end up in Nice for a couple of days, and so while we're driving around in our little rental car in Nice. We're pulling in to check on a hotel, you know, and see if we could get a room. And we go, wait a minute, that's Sebastian. And he was on the sidewalk with another dark-haired guy who turns out to be his cousin, Paul, in Nice. You know, Nice to to Paris, that's like a six or seven-hour drive. It's like driving from, like, San Francisco to Los Angeles. Like, imagine saying goodbye to somebody at San Francisco airport and then, like, running into them – in in uh like marina del rey right uh you know like at the trader joe's like a week and a half later we end up hanging out with them for the next several days in nice you know and they're showing us around because their aunt lives there and they help us get a hotel because you know our french is not great and you know we have dinners together and exchange information and we say goodbye the next time but it's created this lifelong friendship and so when we've gone back we've gotten together when they've come here we've gotten together we wouldn't like wouldn't it be awesome if they said oh we got a great place to take you for dinner cut to seafood thai food wait a minute I, yeah we have a the great you got, or the red bill you're in you're in you're in nice hey, you guys like thai food uh yeah, it'd just be <laughs> yeah i'm like I'm uh twitching like little like spasm okay all right so you hang it so happenstance or not you meet uh, Sabo and Paul on the street in Nice as you guys are going to look for a place. And now you have, now that's, now you're in, you, you've got the ultimate experience. You've got locals taking you around, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're running around town. They're showing us the sites. Um, and, and that's another thing that's so wild. It's like, 
we're strangers, but not strangers. You know, you be, you you start off strangers, I suppose, but then you quickly become friends, and then suddenly you're like best friends. You're running around, and they've they've shifted up their whole plan or whatever their plan was to hang out with you. This you know. this goes to the mutant hospitality gene that's within all of us because you you can't wait to share that experience with someone, especially when you find someone who's receptive to it. Yeah, it's, it's super high energy. Yeah, it's truly joyous, right? It's just oh, that yeah. celebration yeah. of sharing. I mean, and this is all these years later. I mean, I can still feel that that sort of euphoria, that feeling of happiness and friendship and just a fun, amazing first time ever in your life experiences. Doesn't hurt that you're in Nice either. They've come to L.A. You know, we took them surfing in Malibu and showed them all the sights and chess games and, and sipping on. There's this it's kind of like Uzo, but it's called pasties. pasties? pasties. Of course. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was kind of like their go to traveling thing over a chessboard. Have gone back to see them in, in Switzerland. He had not been to California, he had not been to L.A., so that first experience, that was a first for him with you guys when you when Yeah, you took he him? brought a, a crew with him. I mean, he was, I think he had his girlfriend at the time, and then Paul and another good friend of theirs, Ricardo, they were all traveling together. And I think he was back in college, and so then Ricardo and his cousin Paul came from France, met Sebo and his girlfriend, and I think they were, you know, they met up in South Dakota and were driving kind of the Western U.S. And, you know, meeting up with us was one of their destinations. And they spent a few days with us in L.A. and took them surfing and took them all up and down, you know, to like Venice. And it was a blast. Yeah, I mean, we they we still talk about it to this day. I mean, it's the 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 fun of just like that connectivity uh, that is forever you know so the the flip of it for this is the first time for the even though i mean he's living in he's living in south dakota on the scholarship but he comes to he comes to california and he gets you the ultimate southern california well california northern and southern but tour guide to share with so again that joyous exchange that that joyous sharing but yeah so big big pasta party at our house in in la and then malibu um by the pier Couple, you know, a bunch of surf shops all up and down the thing. So we brought all of our boards and rented them even more gear and long boards. And the first time everyone's trying to surf or surfing in their for in their life, and we're you know doing the exercises on the beach of like, okay, lay down on the board and you're gonna paddle, 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 and then you're gonna pop up to your feet really fast, and um, then getting out in the water and everyone's you know on these long boards and California dreaming, man. Did anybody yeah. get up? Anybody catch? Oh a, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. I mean, you're hooked i mean everyone you know you get up on your feet for a couple of seconds and then it's like game on the yeah. rest of the day and then so it was just like all the way till the sun went down and that that physical experience of having done something that's that's so high energy and visceral you know like this pulse of energy coming out of the ocean that's creating these sort of fleeting experiences little waves that are rolling through and you're participating in that and with friends and with the sort of international thing of, of like you're transcending language, you know, and, and literally living those experiences where your language is inconsequential at that point. But they had, we had an awesome time. I mean, it was like, you know, we went up and down to like County line and just saw the coast and toured and, and, you know, Malibu is a great spot because it's, it's relatively shallow. So, you know, when you're first learning, it's always ideal to ideally have some nice, you know, knee deep, waist deep water where you can kind of stand there and help. And then, 
if somebody's laying down prone on the board and you're standing next to them in the water and the waves are relatively gentle and forgiving, you can help them start paddling because there's that need to create headway and forward motion before you pop up to your feet where the, where the wave sort of releases you. So having a push from someone standing there next to you is really, really helpful. So I was, you know, standing in the water and there are certain breaks that, that cater really nicely to that. Malibu is one of them. If I'm thinking about places that, that are ideal to be teaching people who are, who are just getting started, that's going to be an ideal spot. And you got services there, easy parking. You got places to go grab food. See how lucky these Frenchies are that they found you and they have the perfect surf instructor for their ultimate California <laughs> experience that you are that accomplished, that aware, that in tune. They, they just... It's luck or was it meant to be that this is because they could have gone and gotten thrashed. They could have gone and just had a rental experience and felt like, man, we just got raped for the stuff and we have no idea what we're doing. But just like you had locals who took you through Nice and made an experience, what would still be probably an interesting or cool experience, just so elevated that you're this excited about it all these years later, you did the same thing for those guys. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was, it's absolute blast. And, and, lifelong memories and you can reconnect and reignite that experience instantaneously. Even if you haven't seen somebody for, for years, I mean, a decade can go by and then you just pick up right where you left off. So you guys stay in touch for now. Uh, what is it? Uh, how many years? It's, it's gotta be 20? Is it, 25, 25 years. At yeah. least. I think we first met in 94 or five uh, or something like this. Yeah. Lifelong friendship. How cool is that? So one yeah. of the, one of the upsides to to travel and and seemingly random. Right. So if, if we said that we went from 42% of Americans that have passports and we kicked it up to, got to 60% of Americans, how many more random encounters like that happen cross-culturally, cross-border that become these lasting relationships that are not happening now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I think it just grows on itself exponentially. You know, like they say, there are no accidents. You, you sort of start this chain reaction and it, it grows on itself and more people get that, get that little taste of it. And, and it's this unquenchable, insatiable sort of forever thing that you have from then on. This is one of the side effects of the pandemic that is so devastating. And yet there'll be something that will come out of it that will be, that will be good, that will make everyone better. But it's the, it's the happenstance. It's not the A to B destination. Oh, we're going to Nice and we're going right. to have a scrapbook full of pictures. And we went to all the cathedrals and we went to the great restaurants and all these. That's sure. I'm, that's legit. That's good. But yeah, it's it's the, it's what you just described that oh yeah yeah right that makes everything it's just we're out there we're maybe sometimes out over our skis a little bit out of our comfort zone a little bit and you have to get a, even a little bit more out of your comfort zone to talk to a stranger yeah you do I, it's it, you know with what you're saying it's so true and it's so real like the, those moments of okay so we planned to go see the the temple of the emerald buddha or you planned to go see the castle at gruyere you, you, it, the, the castle itself or the temple of the emerald buddha are, are sort of secondary to that crazy thing that that paul was doing and he was standing up on the ledge of of the little portico at the castle and and he was 
poking and teasing Sabo and saying something in French that Sabo and he from their childhood had this sort of like semi antagonistic like you sh- shut up knock that off you know it's like you have these little things and okay well let's go have cheese then let's have cheese then okay you know <laughs> okay. And, cheese sounds good yeah and um so those are the moments that you remember and then you can look back on life remember how you guys were, were fighting and we're at this like most picturesque place that you would see like in a in a travel website or a travel magazine and you guys are goofing around or you, you know the temple of the emerald buddha and that's not what we're what we're remembering we're remembering you know zooming at 40 miles an hour on slick watery rainy streets at 11 o'clock at night you know weaving in and out of traffic in bangkok it wasn't it wasn't the the main destinations that you were trying to get to it was these in-between experiences that are so memorable and so important i had a great principal in grade school grade school herman bogdan still remember him smoked in his office and everything guy was (laughs) round glasses and he encouraged me kevin i'm uh, so much of, I think, who I am is because he gave me license to just to get out over my skis, this guy. And he said, I was trying to do something. And he said, you know, Jeff, it's not the destination. It's the journey. And I yeah. said, yeah, yeah, I know. He goes, you have no idea but what I'm talking <laughs> about, but you will. I mean, it's just, it's so true. And even talking, you just reminiscing about Paul and Sabo goofing around these are things with your family, with the kids will, will, will remember, we all remember the mistakes, the screw ups, the things that weren't planned that made everybody just be in the moment and have it happen and deal with it. And it could be terrifying, but it's the stuff or exhilarating or both. And it's the stuff that we hang on to. And then when you do it with strangers in a way, they become family now because it's something that you share with family and it's, it becomes this part of this connective tissue that that shared experience of the unexpected yeah it really is and you see it you see it then continue on it's gone from uncle scott to me now to to our kids and i've seen it i've seen i've seen our girls on a train you know two summers ago as we're coming coming back to london from we were up in Scotland and the girls just started they were sitting in their little booth on the train you know across the aisle from us and they just Hit up a conversation with these two sisters, a little bit older than our girls, but by a few years, from Italy. They've stayed in touch for the last two years and become friends and sort of pen pals. And I just go, man, I love that. That that's that's sort of that proof is in the pudding. The example of, you know, drop the pebble in the ocean and that little ripple effect goes out forever and ever. And these kids have expanded their horizons and understand what it's like when you see someone else's eyes light up when you say like grazie. Or, oh, it's it's Baltaliano. No, 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 I know how to say grazie, though. You know, then they have a three-hour conversation on the train ride from Edinburgh all the way back to London, and they're still in contact, and who knows where it's going to go from here. You can't trace those dots forward, but you can trace them backwards and see how just extraordinarily impacting. I mean, it's it's absolutely priceless. This is the thrill and the potential of the randomness of just of just being that sounds that sounds like we need a woo woo thing again but 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 travel but travel fosters this oh 100% you got to even even if there's i think a lot of a lot of folks who hear that sort of bucket list thing and and i just say just do the bucket list now you know don't wait do it get out there you know you're going to you're going to thank yourself and even if it's uncomfortable and and, and i i'm certainly aware that there are, there are situations where people it's 
it, it can be stressful or, or taxing or, you know, like we talked about a bit ago where, where people feel like, Hey, you know, it, it, it takes energy from me to be around other people or whatever, you know, don't, don't even worry about it taking energy, just go on the experience or see the sites or do the thing that has been on that, that bucket list. Because when you, when you like the expression, just hucking it over the ledge, you're not going to break anything in this case. It's just going to be something that gets a seed planted for you. And and I think benefit comes from that. Yeah, I guess there's always risk and there's always those what ifs, you know, things, things can happen. I mean, you could, things can happen in your own neighborhood, walking down the sidewalk. I think getting out in the world is so important and so now more than ever. And it's difficult to travel now because of because of COVID. And I think things will have to wait and sort of unfold with there, there's sort of more of a percentage of, of vaccinations worldwide that that travel will open up again, it seems. But I, I've I've heard it started to, to slowly but surely kind of open up. And as it does, I think people just got to huck it over the ledge and and just do the bucket list stuff now. There's your travel show, Huck It Over the Ledge. And we're talking about passports and international travel. And you're right, there's, there's, there are lots of challenges. And there'll continue to be lots of challenges, Kevin. I mean, that's just going to be our reality for a while now. And before it was maybe, you know, maybe there was an uprising somewhere. There was danger somewhere. There's always going to be danger. But the pandemic certainly is, is a different twist. But I would say that you can bring it back or bring the elements of travel back much closer to home, excuse me. And even this is, this can be fraught now, And but plumbers are in the news. But when the plumber shows up at your house, if you're in Texas, you're lucky to get a plumber right now. Right. But when the plumber shows up at your house, is that just somebody who just shows up and you don't engage with that person? Or is that somebody who shows up and you do engage with that person? And there's a conversation that happens beyond that person just being a generic plumber just yeah yeah and well that's so wild that you say that i was you know i i was thinking about this very thing the other night as a matter of plumbers fact, literally like, thinking, i can't take credit the plumbers are in the news right now i'd love to well, say i mean i was you, you say that and i'm thinking about our electrician when we just had our service panel oh yeah the famous service panel you know we hit it off i saved his number on my phone and as we're leaving because we're in the garage and he sees our snowboards and stuff and he's saying hey do you ride and i said yeah yeah and he's like oh we should get together sometime we'll you know we'll meet up and we, we can ride up at bogus or whatever I'm, absolutely so what's your number okay great you know those relationships you never know where they're going to go or what it's going to lead to but you you they're everywhere you don't need to travel halfway around the world to meet somebody that you're going to have a lifelong friendship with it can be right then and there in that moment that kind of connection with the electrician who who helped us put in the new service panel i think about how fortunate i feel and how how energizing it is to me personally, just my extended network of friends and people and colleagues like that I get to work with, even like in my work today that I do, I get to work with a ton of cool people. When I get to get together with different friends in the trades or contractors or other investor people, or I, just, I guess over the years, I've somehow sort of cosmically, energetically shaped this this extended family or network of people that I get to work with into a really, really cool thing where I really enjoy, you know, getting together with whoever it is that I'm working on something with. And it's that part is really energizing. And I was just, I was thinking about it last night, just like you're saying, like the plumber comes to your house, you're lucky if you get a plumber in Texas right now with everything that's going on, you know, you never know where that's going to leave friendship wise or, or experience wise down the road. Not only that, everybody of course comes with their own story. I'm thinking about, now, you know, I'm in New York, so you've got how many different nationalities? Well, you could be in Houston, I think, is the most uh, culturally diverse 
city in the United States. Oh, Maybe is that one, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Something yeah. like 142 languages are spoken or something. It's something wow. insane. It's crazy. It's wonderful. I remember driving with a you know, with a cab driver who was from Tibet. We were in insane traffic. We had to get from either JFK or LaGuardia into the hotel. It was horrible. He was listening to a tape of a speech by the Dalai Lama. If I tell you, Kevin, between our conversation with this guy, my pulse is lowering as I'm recounting this story. We got to the hotel. My mom was there. She was flipping out. We got out of that cab so blissed out with this dude. Uh It was unlike any other cab ride. We, I felt like we were floating yeah. through New York. And I can't tell you how many experiences I had in New York City traffic that were not like that. No, uh, of course. Yeah. Not like that. Another guy from uh, uh, with Papa Doc Duvalier from uh, Haiti, from a Haitian cab oh, yeah. driver, a Haitian cab driver. And I still, this has got to be 30 something years ago. And he taught me about the, I had been hearing about the Tonton Makut. The Tonton Makut was this, or this terrorist organization in Haiti. And, uh, and I, how did they get that name? And oh, he says, well, you, when you were a child, your parents told you if you were bad, the Tonton Makut would come and take you as this old weird guy who came down from the mountains and kidnapped you. Well, they were, oh, they were yeah. disappearing people, right? This was, they yeah. were kidnapping and you never saw your family again. And so just, just this exchange of information from just engaging with somebody. And I, I mean, I'm still carrying that conversation. We all get occupied and busy and our minds going a thousand miles an hour and we've got, you know, deadlines or, or things that we have to get taken care of. And, you know, we're sort of, in our own heads, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking personally, of course. And, and so when, when we sort of do that self check and go, all right, well, if I'm, if I'm in a cab or I'm in an Uber, or I'm heading from JFK to, to go to a meeting or go to our hotel or whatever. I mean, you, you could take that opportunity to talk to whoever is driving the Uber or the cab to learn about them for 15 minutes and, and have this mind expansive experience like you did where you get out of the, out of the cab and you're in this next level bliss. Um, and, and those experiences are everywhere. They're all around us. And, and sometimes you don't, you don't even see them for what they are. And it takes just a little, a little sort of like, Okay, take a deep breath. Let's let's recalibrate here. I know there's like a thousand things going on, but there's a huge opportunity that we're missing, you know. And sometimes with everything on such fast forward, we can miss the most magical, incredible life life experiences that are right in front of us all the yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm I'm la- I'm smiling and laughing because I'm thinking about how frantic my mother was, and she wanted us to match her level of intensity when we got mm-hmm. out and. And we were just, you know, just, just, <laughs> hey, man, okay, Dandavat. And, th- you know, th- it was just, oh, man. And she goes, what's wrong? Are you stoned? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you understand how pissed off you should be right now? And just, yeah. it was, it was really wonderful. How, you know, we're talking about this, Kevin, and it can also turn into the cab ride from hell because you can ask that question. You go, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy will never shut up. And now I'm stuck with him in traffic for an hour. It can go that way too. Yeah. That's the roll of the dice. Uh, Take, that, you know? that is the gamble. That is the roll of the dice. I have found, you have found, and of course, we're clearly extroverts, so it's easier for us or other people who, who this is this is getting out of their comfort zone in a big way. And so this may, well, not may, but it clearly comes easier to us. But there have certainly been times where 
I've engaged with someone and I have regretted it. You just want to be in your own space and that's okay too. But when you think about traveling and you're thinking about physically traveling or mentally traveling, it does take, sometimes you have to be that first one to say, hey, how's it going? Oh man, that's a cool tattoo. Oh, something that is just that icebreaker. There's no, there's no map after that. Right. You're, right. you're just you're traveling without a map and you just you're just going. It can be pretty cool. I found nine times out of 10 to engage with another human being and share just a little of that information. It's usually it has been not positive, especially in yeah. my career in hospitality. It has been. It can be. But it, it, it will certainly be interesting. Usually. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's it's for for anyone that is wanting to effort in that direction and it may sound you may be apprehensive or it may sound nerve-wracking or something that that you feel resistance toward but maybe there's a little part of you that that wants to experience that you know baby steps take it you know like you're just saying jeffy with you know hey that's a cool tattoo did you you know who who did that work or little little small sort of cracks in the dam that will begin to sort of reveal and, and become proof for yourself that, that you can and you, you do. And it's, it's a lot simpler than we make it sometimes. I think genealogically wise, now that we're starting to understand that we all share a lot of the same heritage and DNA going yeah. back, we, it's just, it's in us buried deeply. But if life is tied to a vibration, and we're vibrating on a molecular level, and then we sort of expand upon that, there is a high probability that there is more that we share than more that we don't. And 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 not necessarily in the specific experiences, Kevin, but there's a, there's a resonance. There's something that, there's something that vibrates. There's something that rings. There is that connective kind of thing. And it's, probably easier to find in many cases than we may than we might think. I will t- I will say with 100% certainty that yes, absolutely. There there we we absolutely are more connected and if we're, you know, let's say just like intellectually if we're only using a, a small percentage of our brain, if we just I think if I I feel like our intelligence increases by the more nodes on this network that we have on this planet, right? So like if we're, the more connected we are, the more relationships, the more sort of bridges of friendship that we create, that's that's a form of increasing our intelligence or you know, like emotional intelligence anyway, you know, when we're looking to how, how do we elevate humanity these days? And, and I think a lot of that needs to occur with increased intelligence and, you know, we're born with a certain operating system, but you can also like add new software to use that sort of like tech parlance, but these are ways to add emotional intelligence or add more software to your operating system that, that expand your horizons and expand intelligence. I was just thinking about, and I'm not a religious guy in any traditional kind of sense, but didn't, didn't Jesus say something about doing as Doing as I do was often quoted as do as I do, I, I believe. And probably misquoting is probably more involved. But I felt in the little that I know about him is that he was he was a traveler. He was a seeker, right? Yeah. And a communicator and one who shared. It's 
I'm sure I'm, I'm in over my head here, but I'm, and it's an oversimplification, but maybe not. That is that sharing. That is that commonality. That is that vibration. That is that mutant hospitality. That is that caring for each other and just engaging. Just engaging with someone is an act of caring. Hundred percent, right? absolutely, and 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 I think what has helped me a lot over the years too, and and this has come in time, but having no expectation for a particular outcome, it's, it's helped me personally. It's helped me in business, um, and that I'm just there, you know, like putting it into a business context, you know, give, 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 and and I, it, it sounds woo woo, or it sounds like you may have just you know picked some woo woo. Did you stuff. say woo woo? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, every, I think it it strengthens that muscle group, and you and you probably without noticing it over time, if you if you keep up that that approach and that philosophy, then you kind of go, "Whoa, my life is so much richer. My life feels so much different and so much better by approaching it that way." With you know, like the, the, the expression, um, "Have not high expectations, but abundant expectancy." You know, like you said, well, there there are sometimes you're going to roll the dice and it's not going to go the way you hoped. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta take that shot. You gotta, you gotta jump in the game. You gotta roll the dice. You gotta play. I'm thinking about a particular guy who is a delivery driver for Pepsi out of Denver, dropping off a cooler to the hotel that I was, that I was running at the time. And he had, he had kind of an exotic sounding name or at least on his name tag. And I said, what is, what is this name? Is this, is, is this Iranian? How, how do I say it? We got into a conversation, Kevin, the guy was near tears because I took the time to ask him his name and how to say it. And he went on about this. I mean, he shared where he was from and it was, it it was clearly at the surface that this, that he had, he said, no, he was calling me Mr. Jeff, nobody. And I'm in a suit, you know, nobody, especially like you has ever asked me how to say my name ever. Wow. Or how my day was ever. Right. It's just sign here, you know, it, put it it's here. It's just so wild because for you, that's like the simplest thing probably. That's you don't a, think twice about it. That's just your personality and that's, uh, your, that's what I'm saying. It's, so it's yeah. unfair. It's naturally, you know, hey, you want something to drink? I mean, this is the other yeah. thing. You, you, wanna, you want something hot? You want something cold? What can I? And they, they're stunned, yeah. these guys and these women and these people. It doesn't have to happen because you have a career in hospitality. We all have careers in hospitality. It's life. Really, at the end of the day, it's, we all This do. is what yeah. we do. This is yeah. what we do. All right. Well, another episode gone completely freaking haywire. <laughs> I love it. It's a beautiful thing. I think it is a beautiful thing, Kevy. The goal for the next one, and who knows if we'll get there or not, is to let's talk about a, a favorite place. I mean, clearly Nice was a favorite place for you, for you, but yeah. we got there in a kind of nonlinear way, which is totally fine. But I think we can, maybe we can talk about uh, a really, I know we have a couple of, super mind-blowing, wonderful places that we've been to. And I think you have more. Maybe we could talk about that or maybe not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, gosh, you, I'm curious and this is, you know, like favorite places. I was thinking the other day about, it was Hollywood Squares, right? And you, Hollywood Squares. Yeah. uh, Amazing. Like, wasn't it New Zealand that you went? It was all expense. I was just telling somebody this story yesterday. And, and of course the response is, why am I not surprised, Jeff, that you were the four time (laughs) champ on Hollywood Squares? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be, I want to hear more about that. And I mean, I know some of the stories, but there's gotta be some amazing, amazing stuff in there. That's a place I haven't been yet, but gosh. Oh boy. If of all people that I know in my life, Kevin, 
<laughs> it's uh, South Island of New Zealand. Kristen had the great fortune of, she's a great story. Her grandmother, here's something cool. Her grandmother, or all the grandkids, when you turned, I'm going to say, I believe it's 14. It may have been 16. She took each grandkid on a world journey. Wow. Yeah. Like this kind of world journey. And she, this woman, microbiologist, brilliant, salty as the day is long, complete with a, <laughs> I mean, you know, throwing beer cans at the TV and just, just something else. I mean, great yeah. story about our lower Berquist, which maybe we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but the kind of trip where she goes with Kristen and they get off the train and she goes, okay, get us there. And Chris says, what? Yep. Get us. They just get us. There. Yeah. Just get us there. Where are we going? Well, where are we going? They maybe had a reservation. Maybe they didn't. I mean, really yeah. traveling to multiple countries around the world this way. And Extraordinary. I mean, truly How wonderful. Oh man, truly. Uh, maybe we'll get Kristen to sit down and and share some of that. Uh, truly, truly a wonderful story. But uh, New Zealand. So she went to the North Island, and they went through the South Pacific. One of their one of the trips, amazing. But we were in the South Island, Kevin, and I can tell you, hands down, you must, you yeah. must go. You must take the kids. It is literally heaven on earth. Perhaps that's another first, you know, top of the list destination after everything opens up for a place to go. How about you? Do you have a passport? Planning on getting yours? Do you have a top of the list destination once you can travel again? International travel, at least at the time of the recording of this episode, is unfortunately still restricted, but fingers and toes crossed, it will be sooner rather than later that everything opens up. Once again, we'll be given the gift of leaving our homes and neighborhoods, our now all too familiar surroundings, and get out of our comfort zone a bit in a good way, experiencing new people, places, and cultures, making lifelong memories, and maybe even lifelong friends. Thanks for hanging with Kevin and myself. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will join me again with new episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, stay safe and remember, you'll find No Better Roses wherever you find fine podcasts. See you soon. Thanks. Thanks.